0: What we do have being grateful for what we do have um, after coming through you know, such a long, hard season, um, so all Saints Sunday will be next Sunday. We remember those saints who have gone before. We have a baptism next Sunday, our youth are singing it 's going to be a great Sunday to be together. The next Sunday, our children will lead us in worship, and we 're never quite sure how that will look or what will it be. so you just show up and see what happens. but parents, we will have children practicing. Um, next Sunday at 5:30, and then also that following Wednesday but the dates are in your bulletin and then the next Sunday will just be a way for us to celebrate all that we're given in creation we've got a few things planned for that service as well all culminating with our Thanksgiving dinner on November 21st so take a look at those dates there's a lot going on in November a lot that we're excited about and we hope to see you there all those who are good at making bows, there's a bow-making party to help us get ready for Advent. If you um, happen to see any of our wreaths last year, there, the bows are like crumbling and falling apart. So we're going to get together and make some new ones. Information about that is in your bulletin as well. All right, as always, please take time, look through our calendar, see all that's going on in the life of the church, how you might be able to be involved look at those prayer concerns, pray over those names that are listed um, from our community and from our church family. But now, let us prepare our hearts and our minds to worship God this day.
1: You to take your bulletin and join with me in the reading of our call to worship found in your bulletin. Please stand together as we read responsibly. Your response is printed in the bold. O God, of this and every morning, as we begin this time of worship, call our name. As we step into a new week, God our feet. As we live this week, care for those we love. As we learn this day and every day, teach us your ways. In Jesus' name, amen. And also in your bulletin, you'll find our morning hymn of praise. They'll know we are Christians by our love. Continue standing as we sing all four verses. high God who strengthens us and repays us more times than we expect we believe in God who gives generously and who expects the same from all creatures God has made we believe in God whose utmost loving sacrifice is experienced through Jesus Christ who paid it all we believe that Jesus Christ consciously and lovingly emptied himself so that we may learn to make sacrifice and live joyfully before God. By Christ's impartial love we learn to love those on the margins. We believe in the Holy Spirit who enables us to represent Jesus to the world. We believe that by the power of the Holy Spirit a new community will be created without labels. We believe all has been accomplished for the deliverance and salvation and is now being lived in flesh, even as God is glorified in heaven. Thank you. Please be seated.
0: Of you who may be curious about our most recent safety update, if you are seated and feel comfortable doing so, and are fully vaccinated and kind of spaced out, you're welcome to remove your mask as you stay seated, and we have asked you continue to wear them during singing. But just wanted to remind you of that update.
2: Yay, peanut butter! Good morning, guys. Um. Some of you don't get to go upstairs and aren't here for the very end of our church services but very often at the end we sing a special song and these words up here on the wall welcome grow serve and celebrate are part of it and you're going to get to hear more about that if you stay in the service later on but I want to sing the song and those of you that do stay for the whole service it would really help me out a lot if you'll sing with me Okay, good. All right, well, the song goes like this. Welcome and grow, serve and celebrate, everyone great and small. Welcome and grow, serve and celebrate, living to be more like Jesus. Living to be more like Jesus. Living to be more like Jesus, Jesus. this is our call. Y'all are awesome. Um, the, word, the words we say over and over in that are, living to be more like Jesus. What do you think of when you hear that? How do we live to be more like Jesus? What do you think? the um, line of thought. Okay. Reese? Say it a little louder. Mm-hmm. What else? How do we live to be like Jesus, more like Jesus? More peace. Mm -hmm. Y'all are great. That is exactly what we do. Um, Is that easy? No. No, I'm with Lizzie, not all the time. It can be pretty challenging. How do we get tips and hints on trying to live to be more like Jesus? Come to church. Other ideas? Mm -hmm. Prayer? Mm hmm. all good ideas, asking, watching others how they behave. Well, the book of Romans in uh, chapter 12, verses nine through 21, Paul wrote a letter to the Romans and he gave them some tips on how to live more like Jesus. And I'm gonna do the kid's version paraphrase of that. But some of those ideas are to hold on to what is good. Love each other like brothers and sisters Do you love your brothers and sisters? Well, good for you, because I find that one hard sometimes. (laughs) Give more honor to others than you want for yourself. Do not be lazy, but work hard. Serve the Lord with all your heart. Pray at all times. Share with God's people who need help. Wish good for those who do bad things. Be happy with those who are happy. Be sad with those who are sad. We do pretty good at those sometimes, don't we? celebrating and in sorrow. Live together in peace with each other. Do not be proud, but make friends with those who seem unimportant. Don't think how smart you are and do your best to live in peace with everyone. All right, let's bow our heads. And um, I'm gonna read a poem for our prayer tonight or today. So don't have to repeat after me this time. Just listen to the poem. God, make my life a little light within the world to glow, a little flame that burneth bright wherever I may go. God, make my life a little flower that giveth joy to all, content to bloom in native bower, although the place be small. God, make my life a little song that comforteth the sad, that helpeth others to be strong, and makes the singer glad. Amen. Thank you all. Stairs, kindergarten and under. Okay.
0: years ago, um, there was a theologian, Lillian Daniel, who she wrote this reflection over an all-too-conversation that she had while she was out and about. She began the blog with a passage of Scripture, Matthew 16:18, where it says, and I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. And then this follows, and I'm going to warn you, it's very, very sarcastic. So this follows. She says, on airplanes, I dread the conversation with the person who finds out that I am a minister and wants to use the flight to explain to me that they are spiritual but not religious. Such a person, she says, will always share this as if if it is some kind of daring insight, unique to them, bold in its rebellion against the religious status quo. Now, she goes on and on. Again, this is a very sarcastic blog that she shares. But she talks about the distinctions that culture has made between spirituality and religion, That somehow being spiritual comes down to some kind of individual alone time with God at the beach, at sunset, or while on a hike in the mountains. And religion always comes across as cold and stark and boring, chained to some building far away from creation. Now we can all admit there's a little bit of truth to this. But she points out that religion is very spiritual and that spirituality is religious in its roots. And her ending comments, again, very, very sarcastic. You kind of get the feeling that one too many people have said this to her recently and she just got fed up with it. Um, But her ending part is this. Thank you for sharing, spiritual but not religious sunset person. You are now comfortably in the norm for self-centered American culture, right smack in the bland majority of people who find ancient religions dull but find themselves uniquely fascinating. Can I switch seats now and sit next to someone who has been shaped by a mighty cloud of witnesses? And this is the part that got me and why I'm sharing all of this. Can I spend my time talking to someone brave enough to encounter God in real human community. Because when the flight gets choppy, that's who I want by my side. Holding my hand, saying a prayer, and simply putting up with me, like we try to do in church. Can I switch seats now and sit next to someone who has been shaped by a mighty cloud of witnesses? Someone brave enough to encounter God in real human community. Brave. That's how Daniel describes those of us who dare to take on life within the body of Christ. Because life within the body of Christ, living in real human community, showing up, all of this, well, It's no cakewalk. Barbara Brown Taylor, in one of her sermons, says this about our bold step into the body of Christ. She says, you join a community looking for what? Closeness, support, some measure of safety. And nine times out of ten, what you get instead is this holy struggle to live and work with people who are just as angular as you are. One commentary said that living in community is perhaps the greatest challenge to the Christian life. But it's also our highest calling. Love God, love neighbor. All the law and the prophets can be summed up with this, Jesus says. This is what I hope every year we go through confirmation that the confirmands take away. The one thing I hope they remember, love God, love neighbor. This is what Paul bases his letter to the Romans on following chapters 9 through 11, pieces of what we have looked at already in this space on Sunday morning. So in chapters 9 through 11, as we have already said, Paul is doing that deep, heavy theological work of what it is God has done in and through the work of Christ. What it means for Jews and for Gentiles alike, meaning for everyone. Paul stresses in those chapters that we are all Saved by grace. Everyone has access to God in Christ. And in chapter 12, Paul turns his attention to that next step. The shared life of the church. Our life together as a people of faith. As the body of Christ in the midst of the world. And I tell you, that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Our response, Paul says, to God's grace made available to all, our response to this gift of reconciliation given for the whole world by the radical, self-giving grace of God in Jesus Christ, our response comes in the way we live in community with one another and the way we offer community in our world to those in our midst no matter who they are the reconciled community that god has established well it's meant to be this bold alternative in a world deeply divided it's meant to be a people brave enough to encounter god in real human community Communion with God, communion with one another, this is the heart of the Christian life. Living in community is perhaps the greatest challenge to the Christian life. It's also our highest calling. And if you need convincing that it is our greatest challenge or our highest calling, David and I are going to remind you of words from Romans 12, words you already heard in, children, in the children's moment. And as we prepare to hear God's word this day, let us pray. Eternal God, in the reading of the scripture, may your word be heard. In the meditations of our hearts, may your word be known. And in the faithfulness of our lives, May your word be shown. Amen. So beginning with verse 1 of Romans 12. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God what is good and acceptable and perfect.
1: For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body, we have many members and not all the members have the same function. So we who are many are one body in Christ and individually we are members of one another. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Prophecy in proportion to faith, ministry in ministering, the teacher in teaching, the exhorter in exhortation, the giver in generosity, the leader in diligence, the compassionate in cheerfulness.
2: Let love
0: be genuine.
1: Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. No, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals on their heads. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good.
0: Owe no one anything except to love one another. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So there's this article that is making its rounds right now from The Atlantic. Um, The title, My Church Doesn't Know What to Do Anymore. And a pastor just shares from a very vulnerable place kind of all the challenges, all the challenges for um, the community of faith that exists right now. It's a pretty heavy read. Uh, It's a very heavy read for a pastor Many of my colleagues have shared this article with me or with others, and one of them I saw made this comment. They shared the article, and then they said, there are significant leadership challenges that pastors and church leaders face. Intentional and authentic focus on koinonia is the best answer I have. That word, koinonia, just means community. Intentional and authentic focus on community is the best answer I have. In other words, we exist, the church, this church that the gates of Hades will not overcome, we exist as community, one to another. We offer community, one to another. We be community for the world. We remember We are shaped by a mighty cloud of witnesses and we be brave enough to encounter God in real human community. Kind of along those same lines this week, there was another pastor just kind of talking about families in church and they made this comment that stuck with me as a parent. So there's something missing in the character development of children who've never met the Good Samaritan. Learned the golden rule, heard a prophet rail against injustice, bowed their heads in prayer, felt their spirits soar in a hymn of praise, known the community of a crowded pew, or experienced the poetry of the Psalms. As a parent, as someone who has given their life to this call, this vocation, I I feel this. I choose to make this imperfect, broken, struggling body um, that is the church that we really could look back in history and ask the question, did we do more harm than good at times? Um, But I choose to make this messiness part of my kid's story, part of my story, because the hope, the hope is that, yes, my kids experience God in the messiness, of community that in the body of christ they get a vision of the reconciled community god has established in christ that they see church as this bold alternative in a world that is deeply divided at the close of chapter 13 paul says Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what we strive to do in this place as we worship, as we intentionally gather in small group study, as we serve. We're striving to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. We're striving to live more like Jesus. We're practicing the greatest commandment that Jesus gave. Love God, love neighbor. Because our God is faithful... Because God promises, promises are so much greater than we can imagine. Because God is reconciling all people in Christ. Because we believe all of this and more. We commit to the work of the church. We give to support the mission and ministry of the church. We show up one for another. For believers, transformation within, well, it is inseparable from our relationship with others. In this place, at our best, we practice intentional and authentic community. We share life. We offer a bold alternative in a world deeply divided. This means we have to be brave enough to encounter God in real human community. Over the past few months, we've looked at the beginning ways Parkway Hills named how it would be that they would offer community, that they would be community. Offering a fresh expression of God's love, being a safe space for all those who had never experienced church, creating a space that felt like home, committing to be a place for everyone. So today, Mark is going to share a little bit about another piece of Parkway Hill's journey, um, the song that we end our service with, and a story, a little bit of the story behind the core values we see every Sunday. So I'm going to let him come up and do that.
3: Wherever you want to go.
0: We'll
4: be able to hear you. It's nice to be able to share with you today. Uh, it was fun to think back through this. I actually, uh, when Don asked me to share a little bit about the core values and the background of that in our church, I actually still, and anybody who knows me well enough will not be surprised to know that I still have all the paperwork, the <laughs> everything that we ever did on the core values process back in 2006. So I And my briefcase system is actually Kroger bags. And so it's stuffed away in our closet with Kroger bags. But it was really great to pull it out and see the huge number of responses that we got. Darlene Roberts, Cindy White, Sarah Turner, Cherie Peel, Richard Robbins, Bob Garrison. Um, Back in 2006, when Richard Robbins was our pastor, he said, you know, I want, I want y'all as church leadership to uh, to discern what our core values are, what the pillars are of who we are and what we're about as a church, what defines us. But not to impose those things, but to find out what they really are from the inside out from the church membership. And so we uh, set about asking the congregation to answer a survey and to rate with a numerical value various statements about our faith, our beliefs, our identity as a church, um, and to also select a one most important thing from those. And our work group that included the folks I named sat down and distilled all of that to try to come up with what that said our core values are as part of and so the, the statements that ended up with the most value according to the congregation, that's how we got those words on those banners. Um, the one that, that got the most points was that we should be a place where everyone is welcome. The, the strongest response is came and, and the second most points but the strongest responses had to do with our being in a place where everybody should grow spiritually lifelong. Um, and then the the next strongest group had to do with our taking care of the most vulnerable among us and in our community and caring for one another. And then the the fourth most strongly endorsed thing had to do with having inspiring and challenging worship. And these were, again, things that that we received from the congregation and distilled that down. This is an interesting tidbit. One of the persons on the committee, Dr. Bob Garrison, was an epidemiology public health statistician who came to Mississippi to be part of the Jackson Heart Study from the Framingham Heart Study in Boston affiliated with Harvard. And since we were asking for data that would become numbers, I thought it made sense to get Bob to look at what we were doing to see if what we thought the congregation was telling us was what the congregation was telling us. And likewise, that's Cindy White's wheelhouse is helping you figure out if what you're saying is what you intend to be saying. So, <laughs> uh, but it was really so satisfying just to look back at this and fulfill it. Um, once we had our core values outlined, I tend to express myself by sort of writing and by writing songs. And we didn't really have to have a song, but as happens to be sometimes, I woke up in the middle of the night one night and not wanting to wake the other people in our house went to the best fighting place in the house, and that's our bathroom. (laughs) It's it's quiet and you won't wake anybody up. And uh, wrote out this song, including the chorus that we do every week. And um, So I'll do it here in just a moment, but I, I will say that I wanted to have something that everybody could sing along with. I wanted it to be something that, from the moment you heard the first notes of it, sort of invoked a sense of wonder and, and drawing you in and anticipation positive anticipation um, finally the thing we repeated at the end of the course living to be more like Jesus from the data that we got from the congregation the most strongly endorsed statement was that everybody should live to be more like Jesus so when we sing that in this song, we're singing what our congregation most strongly endorsed in telling us what our core values are. So uh, I've got a little more arthritis than did. We actually did this song as an adult choir, youth and children on Sunday, November 12, 2006. So we all did this whole song. Everybody was involved in it there was a lot of fun. But, uh, I hope you'll find it meaningful. Um, Rick, I'm sorry. It's probably because I didn't brush my teeth well enough this morning. Um, So this is welcome, grow, serve, and celebrate. See if you hear children in the introduction. I kind of like that part. It, It makes me think of Christmas.
3: gathered here only by the grace of God who loves us all feel the spirit near in this holy place listen to its call welcome and grow serve and celebrate everyone great and small welcome and grow serve and celebrate living to be more like Jesus this is our call look around and see a world full of need we've got so much to give we will not turn away or wait another day we know how we should live welcome and grow serve and celebrate everyone great and small welcome and grow serve and celebrate living to be more like jesus this is our call open our hearts open our minds open our doors now is the
1: time
3: to welcome and grow serve and celebrate everyone great and small welcome and grow serve and celebrate Living to be more like Jesus, so living to be more like Jesus, so living to be more like Jesus. This is our call.
0: Listen to to hear some of the history behind that. I always um, so a little tidbit on that too. With me coming in, uh, so when we when we have a guest pianist, you probably have noticed we don't sing the song, right? Because apparently there's it's not written down in a way that someone else can play it. And so this is my fifth year here. For five years I've been working on. Can we get that to happen so that like years from now when people are maybe gone, they can't play it. It just does it stop to exist, so that's my challenge to you people. <laughs> it should always be played, not just when the people who know it are here. So we'll work on that, but thank you for sharing that. I appreciated being able to hear that, uh, that story and that as well. Um, I do just want to say, uh, I mean, if this space has been meaningful for you, if the vision, the original vision, the vision we still live into of Parkway Hills um, is something that speaks to you, um, you know, a place that offers a fresh expression of God's love, a place that is safe uh, for all those to come, um, an experienced God, a place that feels like home, um, a place that is committed to being a place for everyone, a place that strives to live more like Jesus. If this is something that is meaningful for you and has been meaningful for you and is meaningful for your family, and um, I hope that you are praying and discerning over how you'll make your pledge for 2022. Um, If you've got it today, there's a basket over there. If not, you can bring it next week. You can go online and you can fill out the pledge card, but but we are in a great space at Parkway Hills to possibly in one year be debt-free and dream and think more about how we could more um, be in ministry, not just within these walls, but within our community. So I hope you are taking time to, to read some of the stories we have in here, but also pray over your own commitment to to this place and to Parkway Hills. But now as we respond to all that we have heard, all that we have lifted, we come to sit in God's presence in prayer, to remember those that we hold heavy on our heart and mind, to practice community simply by being in prayer together. There will be space for you to offer names of those that you may hold heavy on your heart and mind this week, as well as just some prompts. Um, There'll be some silence in this prayer, some prompts as we think about our community and things that we need to hold in prayer. So I hope you do use this opportunity to sit in God's presence, to know that God is here, and to lift your own words to God. But now, let us go to God in prayer. Let us pray. Almighty God, whose ways are far beyond our understanding. Help us to be brave. Help us to lean into community, to practice the reconciling community that you envision for us as disciples of Jesus Christ. Help us to trust your judgments so that we may do your will by loving you and one another. All-knowing God, you know our needs before we name them in prayer. All-caring God, you care enough to hear our prayers anyway, knowing that all we truly need is your love. All-loving God, hear now these prayers that name the needs of your people. Your people need help. We lift to you all those that we hold heavy on our hearts and mind this day, who need comfort, who need peace, who need healing. Your people need peace. We think of all the places living in the midst of war, Families struggling with abuse, conflict that exists within our own community, within our nation, within our world. And we simply name that your people need peace. Your people need hope. We strive to be a community that offers an alternative in the midst of the world. And we need the hope of your grace and love to give us a vision of something more perfect. Your people need blessing. The blessing of your presence with us. We give thanks for new beginnings, for new life, for new creation. We ask that your blessing pour upon those gifts. God, as we think about not only the body of Christ and your community of faith, but your whole creation, we just lift that We need your powerful presence. God, now, in this space, we lift to you, either silently or loud, the names of those that we hold heavy on our hearts and minds this day, knowing that you receive our prayers. Nurses and doctors and health care workers. All powerful God, the need is so great, we rejoice that you are greater. Hear these prayers that we offer, in Jesus' name. Jesus, who taught us to pray, saying, "Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us into temptation." but deliver us from evil. For that is the
2: kingdom, the power, and the glory
0: forever. Amen. Our closing hymn is Lord, Whose Love Through Humble Service. Um, It is a hymn as we go that kind of reminds us some of the work that Jesus did while while in this space on earth with us um, and helps us remember what it looks like to live more like Jesus. So I invite you to stand as we sing together 581, Lord, whose love through humble service. In the, in the back of the sanctuary um, for your gifts, your tithes, and offerings um, to aid us to continue to be a space um, for all those who simply want to learn more about God, learn more about Jesus, and live more to be like Jesus. And now receive this benediction. I'm going to remind us of words that began our time together. As we go forth in this new week, God call our name, guide our feet, care for those we love, Teach us your ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Before Let us go forth and love and serve our Lord. Go ahead. Before we, too, before we sing this, we sometimes get to
1: a rut of singing, welcome and grow, serve and celebrate. We've sung it since 2006, and it's just kind of what we do. One of the rules for singing or directions <laughs> from John Wesley was sing lustily with a good courage. Beware of singing as if you were half dead or half asleep. (laughs) But lift up your voice with strength. So when we sing it, let's sing it like it's new. I challenge you to sing it like it's new. That's one of his directions. If you want to look for all seven of them, they get pretty specific about how to sing. But we'll just stick with that number three for now. All right, go ahead. Thank you. Nope, that's it.
0: you for joining us for worship if you're looking for a safe place to explore faith or if you would just like to learn more about this community of faith we'd love to hear from you please reach out to any member of our staff with prayer requests needs or questions or just to find out how to join our church family now may the love of God surround you may the love of God uplift you may the love of God stand with you through the challenges ahead May the love of God convince you in every situation to love. Go now to love others, even as Christ loves you.